Hello and what is up, Bowl Crew? Before we get to the podcast that you are here to listen to, I just want to make a special announcement. The Twin Cities by Night crew has decided to add an additional member to the gang. What does that entail? That means that not only will you be able to potentially play in a future Demon the Fallen game that we will be running for a podcast and YouTube series, but you'll also be able to become part of the gang and be involved in future podcasts and other games that we may have going on on the channel. So how can you apply for this? First, you'll need to stop by our Discord that you can find in this podcast description and get details on how to apply. We'll be accepting applications until September 30th, 2018. And from there, we'll make a decision. We will let you know if you are the one who will become part of the Twin Cities by Night gang. I hope to see you all there. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to us on that same Discord. Good luck. Now I bring to you the future podcast. Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Chris Zach here. I'm glad you guys are back. I'm here joined by Mitch. What is up, Mitch? Not a whole hell of a lot today. It's a nice, calm, peaceful day. What what a perfect environment to talk about evil, dark, world of darkness, you know? So, hey, just before you guys listening, I just kind of want to explain one thing. We kind of changed the format of Bold Crew Reviews a little bit uh, to, to, to be kind of more where... This is Mitch's baby. You know, Mitch was the one matter of fact who had the idea for this podcast where he wanted to review like, you know, Storyteller Vault products and go ahead and kind of like help spread the word to help support the scene. And originally it was going to be where both Mitch and I would read these books and then we'd give our opinions on them. And to be honest, those of you who may not know, the Starbucks mermaid is my avatar and I'm a time mage and I just have a lot going on and somehow I just can't squeeze in time enough to read these awesome products. So I thought a cool way of doing it were, would be where Mitch would read it and then I, along with you, would get more information about these products from Mitch and his opinion on uh, on these different products. You know, and It's kind of funny too, Mitch. I'm kind of glad, by the way, that this is your baby. I hope you appreciate that, man. This is awesome that you got your, like, your own little podcast here, man. It's almost like your podcast right now it is kind of cool it is kind of the idea yeah a lot of people don't know that i have a cellar man in my house and like mitch kind of stays in the cellar like dug this really deep hole in the cellar and sometimes i'll walk up there holding my poodle and i'll wear like this japanese kimono robe and i'll be throw books at mitch and i'll be like it reads the book and reviews it it reads the book and it reviews it the heavier ones hurt a lot yeah, and I'm sorry about that. You know, I, I apologize. But then I throw down bottles of cold brew and I'm like, it drinks the cold brew and it wakes up while my poodle starts yapping and everything like that. But I mean, I think situations like that have built a bond between us, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm just waiting for the injectable caffeine to arrive. 
yeah, you know, I, I've tried to figure out how like the, the, the semantics of how I'd be able to like inject you with caffeine with having you be like 20 feet down in my cellar. But, you know, maybe we'll get to the stage of the relationship where I'll let you out of the cellar. You know what I mean? Who knows? Just we'll gas figure me that. first. <laughs> just, just what? Just gas me first. Gas me first? Okay. Uh, this is getting uncomfortable right now. <laughs> it puts the lotion on its body. Um, okay. <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh, talk about a little bit about what – tell me what we are going to be – what you're going to be reviewing today from the Storyteller Vault. All right. So today I'm going to take a look at Denmark by Night. And The Fallen Cairn of Silver Pond. Both of them are by Jakob Klunda. And I'm sorry, Jakob, if I mispronounce that. I'm not Danish. I apologize. Um, the Denmark by Night is a Modern Knights vampire book written for 20th Anniversary Edition. Fallen Cairn of Silver Pond is a Dark Ages werewolf book that ties into both Werewolf the Apocalypse 20th anniversary as well as dark ages werewolf it references both here and there wow that's a deep cut man dark ages werewolf i mean you don't you don't see too much about dark ages werewolf matter of fact i'm looking back at my bookshelf and thinking about the outrageous amount of money i spent on my dark ages werewolf book that i have sitting there hard to find piece of uh writing right now that's, that's pretty cool you know i am i i, I went through hmm, about a year or two ago i call it like viking envy you know, for people who are like from Denmark who had those cool Viking names because I was going through a phase where I was watching uh, I was watching Vikings on the History Channel. I even got like a little Ragnar Poppet doll sitting on my desk right now. Huge fan <laughs> of the show. Nice. That was pretty metal sounding. Those are two metal sounding books. So let, let's delve deep into these books a little bit. Let's talk about Denmark by Night first. So what 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 is Denmark by Night? Is it like a cam, like kind of like is it a cam city? Is it an anarch city? Or like what, what what's the vibe, I guess, of the of the setting book? Well, the setting book itself is sort of like a general guide to Denmark, and then it goes into more specifically Copenhagen by night. So it's sort of like a two-part book, and it's generally a Camarilla, well, series of Camarilla domains, actually. Uh, the the way that Iaka breaks up Denmark, there are four domains, each domain own cast of characters, they have their own story hooks, their own politics, and he does an excellent job of sort of giving you hints as to how they can interplay with one another, conflicts, competition, so on and so forth. So is it a, like a pretty like political heavy kind of book? Like, is that like kind of the tone of the book? That's the vibe I'm getting from what you're saying. There's definitely politics in it. Um, there's definitely competition between the different domains, but it doesn't have to be politics. Uh, I mean, the history section alone is extremely detailed. He really knock that one out of the park i don't think there's any other way i could describe that Ooh, I, mean, I love that I he love even that. he even included like sort of like minutiae information that you don't always see like how old do you have to be to drink alcohol buy alcohol buy cigarettes there's a little chart in there giving you the ages for everything See, that's so fucking you're... awesome. I like that. I'm sorry. I, I love when you see that kind of little work about a specific setting like that to really make it feel unique like that. That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. And I mean, he's got a lot of detail in terms of like how the police are set up, uh, how the courts are set up in the country of Denmark. So if you're not a native or haven't studied it before, this book is a really good resource if you want to set a game there. It goes over all of the basics, gives you details on little things that you don't always necessarily think of because you take them for granted for where you live. And 
most of us will just assume it's the same elsewhere. So this book points out some of the differences and gives you a little more to work with, especially a, for us Americans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if if <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed because when you said Denmark by night, I was like, oh, so it talks about the city, getting <laughs> out the country. But very, yeah, yeah, very. I mean, it's good to find. Uh, it's good to find books and sources for Europe like that, like you said, because a lot of us have known about Chicago and have known about what Milwaukee, New York, L.A., you know, you name it, uh, New England by night, all that stuff. The, uh, but there, I, if I and I'm I'm thinking right now, I don't think there was a, there was Berlin by night. Right. And that, yep. I think that was the only European by night book and vampires original run if i'm mistaken now i may be i may be wrong on someone may correct for vampire the masquerade but i really think it's cool to bring out the europe side of things because i've always felt in the in the vampire masquerade lore pre v5 that that europe was very much more like vienna you know what i mean and denmark really much more elder and deep politics and you know what i mean power bases a lot more old world vibe i guess and like new world vibe that you see sometimes to be honest with you sometimes old world vibe i find to be more attractive in vampire the masquerade than let's say la by night with a bunch of you know whatever anarchs running around so absolutely absolutely because you get it's kind of tough because vampire characters are, you know, timeless. They can be immortal, not guaranteed. And for a lot of, you know, what people want to play with at home, you're, you know, everyone wants to have the 500-year-old elder, the 1,000-year-old Methuselah. Not everyone necessarily, but a lot of people want to bring that into their games. And that's kind of hard to do in the States unless, well, in North America in general, unless you go back to some of the native cultures which it can be difficult to find information on them, at least accurate information. Would you say that this book then has like a lot of good information about European elders and kind of like a, how, how to handle them also? or uh, Not particularly. It doesn't really focus on the elders. It focuses more on contemporary Denmark, the contemporary politics. It'll go into the history a bit, but it's not some sort of, Here's where the last thousand years of plots have come from, where they went, how they happened, and here's where it is today. You know, tome. So it's more of a, like a, a cosmopolitan kind of look at like Denmark and the cities, like a modern day look, you're saying, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it includes Asimites, you know, La Sombra. It's not, uh, it's not limited to old school. You know, everybody so happens to be eighth gen or lower and you know, was born in the area and it's just the traditional seven European clans. It's none of that. Oh, that's very nice. nice. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So if you were to describe like the tone of the book, like like use an adjective to describe the tone and theme of the book to someone who wants to buy it, how would you describe it? Oh, that's a tough one. Would you say it's like horror, personal horror, politic? You know what I mean? Like like what kind of vibe do you get when you're like when you're going through it? Well it's a setting book overall. Yeah. And it gives you a lot of rich options. I mean, there's it's not, you know, an adventure per se. Yeah. It's not like Chicago by night with their weird, like someone walks and gives you a rose and you don't know what the rose is. I don't know if you remember that from Chicago by night first ed, the weird encounter table, but it's not like that, you're saying. Yeah, it does I don't recall seeing a weird encounter table. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, little deep cut there. Uh I like two years ago I wrote Chicago by Night First Ed, and they had like these weird encounter things where like if you're wanting to find some random thing to happen to a character playing in it, you just roll it and it was just like little like story hooks you could use, but it was no 
depth to them. And I remember one was like, someone walks up to you and gives you a rose and says, I know, and or something like that and walks off and just like, is this some rando? You know what I mean? But it could lead to the paranoia of like that specific kindred thinking someone's like trying to go after him or whatever, you know? Excellent. Yeah, yeah. A little, yeah. little deep history there, I guess. Yeah. That does not appear in Denmark by night. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> I would say, I mean, it's kind of like if someone had done New York by night and then had done New York State. Oh. And then put it into New York City as well. Okay. I dig that. I see what you're saying. Nice. Big picture down to a little picture. Very yeah. nice. Awesome. Big picture of the country as a whole. Then it focuses in on Copenhagen mm. itself, yeah. which is nice. How many pages is this book about? 174. Damn, that's a good fucking chunk of book right there, man. That's a good it is. It's, it's pretty. Nice. Very good. A lot of information there. So uh, if you were... If you were to grade it, what would you grade this book here? I would definitely grade it an A minus book. Nice, very nice, very 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 nice. There's a there's a couple of features in it that I really like. Um, towards the end of the book, it's got a just a listing. You know, it it has the storyteller PC section where it goes over the cast of characters that are established in the setting, and then towards the end, it just lists them out by domain, so you know who is where, and it tells you where in the book you can find them. So if you're trying to go, okay, I need a Tremere from this domain. Okay, let's pick this guy. He's on this page. You can go right to it, sort of for ease of reference, which is really nice. I like that quite a bit. That's dope. I really like that, man. I really like that. So for people listening, making source books, listen, you should do that. Yep. It's really and awesome. a little bit of Scandinavian flavor, which I really like. Um, thank you, Jakob, for putting this in the book, is he includes Jotuns which are the giants of Norse mythology. No way. So what? Okay. Okay. Do you want to, do you want to spoil it for us or go ahead? Continue on. I'm sorry. Well, I'll, I'll go into it a little bit. I don't want to spoil it completely, but they're not human. They're a monstrous race that were fighting the Fey at one point as he presents it. And they eventually lost the war, but they're still out there. So, so this book kind of loosely is tied to, to other to, to, to kind of other settings in vague ways like that, right? Like mentioning the Fae and everything? Oh, yeah. Well, it, he includes lupines. Um, he has a couple of specific lupines in the book that you can use as an antagonist or two. He also, excuse me, he also includes hunters as antagonists. But the Jotuns, if you want sort of a, uh, a Viking flavor, an Old Norse Viking flavor, they're included as, you know, monstrous enemies for the kindred to encounter. And he actually has a couple of different varieties of Jotuns in there, which I really like because it adds to sort of the weirdness of the world of darkness. It's a new element, so you can surprise your players with it if you want to pull them in. So not only are you getting a look at a country and its, and its kindred politics, you get a look at a city and its kindred politics. Then you get you get different NPCs for different game lines and then a new kind of like this Jotun to, to be able for them to encounter man this book sounds like it's almost even more than just like a source book for vampire it seems like almost like a more you know what i mean it seems like a one on steroids man <laughs> it seems that's great that's actually a pretty good way to put it it's a source book on steroids <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that that is rad i'm glad to hear that so that's good that's good check that out if you're a vampire fan make sure to check out denmark by night Seriously, go out there, especially right now. There's a 75% sale, I think, on Storyteller's Wall, even when you hear this. So let's move on to the other one. So what's the second one? Tell us about the name of the second one again. 
Just a real quick correction. I think Storyteller Vault stuff is down by 25%. I think the 75% only applies to the official product. is half the battle, folks. Yo, Joe. Yeah, that's good. Okay, cool. 25%. I'm the sorry. more you know. Yeah, the more you know. <laughs> All right. So. Oh, God. 80s. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna fall down a rabbit hole here so, so let's let, let what tell me about the second book the second one is the fallen cairn of silver pond i really like this one as well um Jakob did some excellent work in the revised dark ages line which is part of why i was super excited to do this review because i he's been around for a while and everything he's touched i've really enjoyed in terms of book i've never necessarily known precisely which parts he's written but I went through my books and I realized that a lot of the ones that I really liked had his hand in it somewhere. So I was really excited to do this review. So let, let, let me just put an exclamation on that for those listening. This, this gentleman had written for White Wolf back in the Dark Ages revised line. So not only are you purchasing you know, material that we're reviewing here, but this is a guy who legitimately has had his chops and writing for White Wolf for a long time, right? Oh, yes. Yes. And I, I admit that I fanboyed out a little bit there. <laughs> hey, <Sorry>. we we <laughs> are a fan podcast. Dude. We play nerd games. We are fans. That's what we do. You know what I mean? So, all right, keep going. I don't mean to interrupt. Very, very true. <laughs> Sadly, we play make-believe vampires, man. What does that say about us? It says we're fucking awesome. All right, go ahead. Really elaborate cops and robbers, I guess. Fucking A, pale riders. <laughs> okay we're going to we're just like deep cutting each other this is like a knife fight right here you know what i mean <laughs> all right all right so back to the book to the all book right go back. ahead so okay so this one is really good in a lot of ways um again my compliments to the chef so here Jakob presents a garu a dark ages garu cairn set in germany in the area where the Ruhr and rhine rivers uh, connect and he goes into the history of the area very very well um roman history vikings franks he covers a lot of history and he does an excellent job of integrating that with werewolves as well um he throws in a village a nearby village to add to the story and you know he covers the geography of the cairn extremely well <sighs> It's just there's there's a lot to say about this one actually because it was a really fun read. See, I, I don't dark secret again. I tell a lot of my dark secrets. It seems on our podcast, but dark secret is I really have never read a werewolf book like source book. I've read long when my first original run with White Wolf, like whatever years ago in two thousand. I read those um tribe novels that came out, and I remember like kind of like you know I was digging what they're I was picking up what they were throwing down. But I've never read a book, but I get the gist of werewolf. You know what I mean? Like different auspices, different tribes and packs fighting the worm, yada, yada, right? I take it Dark Ages is the same thing, like same kind of like tribal politics, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Same same basic idea. It's executed slightly differently, though. In Dark Ages, you have slightly different tribes. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the Tenna, the Wendigo, and the Croatoan aren't really in Europe at all. Gotcha. So they're not in the book. So is this book like Denmark by Night, where it kind of gives you all this information to tell like a story? Is it okay? Like, what's the length of the book first before I even ask? Is it like well, as big it, as Denmark by Night? It's it's a lot shorter. It's only twenty nine pages. Okay. 
and it covers a very specific area of Germany. It's really focused in on the cairn itself. It goes into the cairn's totem, the history of the cairn, and it tells a very... It's not a typical story of how a cairn falls, which is one of the things that I really like about it. It's sort of a slow fall to the cairn that's almost depressing because it could have been prevented. And it really shows the hubris of the werewolves in the world of darkness and how they cause so many of their own problems, which I really liked. Dude, that sounds so fucking metal. Just like the name of this book sounds metal. It sounds like an Iron Maiden song, dude. But like, even just like the 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 way you just you know me, man. And this is the way that that story sounds. It just sounds like a story I'd fucking latch onto right there. Like the yep. slow, just degrading decline of it. Holy shit, that's awesome. So it's not like in your face, evil worm comes, pull out our claves, we got to fight to the death. That type shit. This is like a slow dying strangulation of a Karen. Pretty much. Uh, the cairn falls, the worm starts to seep in, and the, the way the book presents it, it's sort of right on the cusp of completely falling and turning into a hive, but you can still potentially save it. So it sets up a really good adventure for you know, a group of players who are p- playing a Dark Ages werewolf game. Um, it can be worked into a larger campaign, it can be a really good one-shot. It could be just part of the setting that the characters encounter once and then never go back to. There's a lot of options for it. It's really, really flexible in that way. Dude, I would play the fuck out of that game. I would even run that game. Seriously, dude. It just sounds like just like my type of story, man, that I like, man. It sounds like a so I would say definitely it's like a more of a horror theme, kind of like a like a like a, a theme of loss. Yeah, I mean, it's a creeping horror sort of thing. You know, the players can find this once shining and powerful example of a cairn in a state of decay. And they could go either way. Naturally, it's an RPG. They could add to the corruption or they could try to fight it. And it's not just the cairn, though, that you have to worry about. The book draws in elements from the surrounding area, including the one village that's right nearby. And it covers kinfolk, it covers Fomori, it covers pretty much everything that you would need to have just a solid setting. That's awesome, man. You know, because like, you know, with us as a group, I've always like kind of been, I've for those of you who don't know, I'm always talking to the Twin Cities by Night gang about how I'd love to run like smaller game line games. And for some reason, those like Dark Ages Mage, Dark Ages Werewolf, Dark Ages Fey kind of games, you know, they stick out because you don't see too many actual place for them man but man you telling me about this i shit you not man like it makes me want to go out and get that and maybe like try to do it as like a mini like campaign you know like a dark ages werewolf campaign or have someone in our group run it for us because i would play in that shit too man you know sounds fucking epic it is it's it's honestly it's a great book I mean, I'm repeating myself and I'm sort of <laughs> stuttering a little. No, man, but. you like it. So if I was to guess, okay, okay, I'm not going to guess. But you tell me, what would you grade this book for people who are interested in it? I'd grade it a solid A. Awesome. I bet that's what that's what I'm saying. And for those of you listening who don't know, like we absolutely don't get anything from these creators to like, you know what I mean? To where we feel we need to pump them up. They get obviously give us a review copy and we review these books, but we're not like getting any kind of funds or anything. So when, when Mitch is literally saying he's giving these books an A, he's literally, you know what I mean? <laughs> giving them an A man. So that's awesome, dude. I really like that, man. That, that I want to read this thing now. So I'm going to fucking read it because he was nice enough to give me a copy too, but this is your baby, but I'm going to go through and read this man. I might do start doing some brainstorming and crack open. That I, I strongly recommend it. 
I mean, especially if you enjoy Dark Ages Werewolf, it covers so much nearby septs, nearby cities, but it never strays too far from the focus. And there are just so many possibilities with this book. So many. You know, and that's the awesomeness of the Storyteller Vault, to be honest. You know, like, if you want to look for products and you see reviews for products, you can find them for these small settings, you know what I mean? And you can, you know, usually get them pretty affordable. So that's awesome, man. I'm glad to hear that. And I'm glad to hear, too, that someone who used to write for White Wolf is still at it, man, because of the Storyteller's Vault. You know, it makes me wonder how many people out there right now who used to write for White Wolf in one capacity or another are still doing it, but just in the Storyteller's Vault. Maybe we'll come across them here in the future, you know? That's really I hope rad. so. I hope yeah. so. Because there's yeah, damn good authors out there. Fuck yeah, there are, man. <laughs> so metal. No, man, not, that, not to say that there aren't good authors out there now. <laughs> yeah, I'm there's just a bit nostalgic at the moment. Yeah, it was cool though, man. It's good to scratch that nostalgia itch once in a while. You know what I mean? And especially if it's still relevant and good stuff. You know, this is fresh. This is new stuff. So. If you are listening, by the way, and you are a storyteller content creator, and you would like to get you know your stuff reviewed by Mitch and be talked about here on Bold Crew Reviews. One way that you the you can contact Mitch is if you jump on our Discord, you'll see our Discord and the description link of this podcast and or video, and you can go there and you could find Mitch as Random Podcaster. He's the username with the name Random Podcaster on there. He's one of the admins. Go ahead and shoot him a PM. Let him know. He'll work out the things with him. This is his baby. He'll tell you yay or nay or, you know, when his, how his schedule's looking. I think we're trying to aim to do these once a month, maybe maybe less, maybe more. Who knows? It's all on Mitch's schedule. It's on how he feels. You know, reading these things takes time out of our lives, and we all do have lives. And so, uh, but I'm enjoying that we're doing these, man. I really am. And I think it was an awesome idea that you had to do these, definitely. It is so, a lot of fun. It is. It, it, it scratches the nerd itch deep, deep and hard. <laughs> It's like putting your back on the corner of a wall and just going, right? Is that is that I even much? make the bear noises. <laughs> yeah, but but you don't have corners in that cellar well that I throw you in, dude. Maybe There's I'll be There's that nice one and... rock that juts out of the wall. It's really nice. Maybe, maybe. You better not be using that to escape. I'll tell you what, man. So and you better no, throw it that. It, it, it's too low. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, goddamn it. Well, yeah, who knows? As long as you keep trying. Other than that, folks. Not to make you feel any more uncomfortable. Thank you for checking us out. Thank you for checking out the Bull Crew Reviews. You can find ways to contact us in the description. Until then, I am going to talk to my pal without you folks listening. You got anything to say, Mitch, before I let them go? Thank you all for listening. Listen to the rest of our podcasts. We are drunk half the time, and it's a good thing. <laughs> what? You're drunk. <laughs> I drink cold brew and listen to Black Sabbath. Have a good day. Metal! <laughs>
Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called Weight Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there.